I've been following like economists and people who predict the markets for years, and guess what? Half the time they're right, half the time they're wrong. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey, hey, what is going on, party people? I am here in sunny San Diego at the Andaz, Andaz, Andaz Hotel um, on the rooftop. It's a beautiful day, nice ocean view, just finished some breakfast. Um, I'm actually at a, a mastermind meeting, my collective genius mastermind meeting. Once a year, usually it's three groups, but once a year we all meet together. And yeah, I just wanted to share with you a few thoughts, a few takeaways. Um, it's pretty incredible what being in a room with a hundred other um, very successful, motivated, how do you want to describe, business owners, real estate investors. It's pretty amazing what, what that can do for you. They did a quick calculation and they figured between all of us, we're buying about 1,200, 1,200, no, 12,000 houses per year. So that's an average of over 100 properties per year, or 100 transactions, I should say, because some people are doing wholesale deals, right? Um, on average, probably making you know, over a million dollars per year net profit. It's pretty cool, pretty interesting. And, and I just mentioned this to you guys because I know most of you are out there and you're kind of biting and scratching and clawing and trying to make things happen. And then you're around people who aren't um, really going for their dreams. You're around people who maybe are even in real estate but aren't finding the success or complaining and whining and saying you can't get deals, you can't make it happen. And you just got to get around the right people. I'm here to tell you that <laughs> there are so many deals out there to be had. So many. And all you've really got to do is make sure that you're implementing the, the right systems. You're doing the right things. If other people can do it, well, one man can do it, another man can do it. Or woman, right? I'm trying to walk away from... There's like these speakers there with this pretty background music, but I don't want to, you know. So, anyway, that's one thought. Another thought is yesterday we had a guy from... Realty track, come and talk to us. So I want to talk to you guys about. Um, I want to talk to you about the market, and I want to talk to you about how to protect yourself. Um, you know, we we call it the, the fire drill. You know, last about six months ago, they did something called the fire drill. You know, what do you do? If crap hits the fan, and we have another downturn, or how do you keep yourself safe? And I've come to some pretty strong conclusions that I've felt for a while, and I've kind of talked about these a little bit, but I wanted to talk about it a little more. So we had a guy from Realty Track come and talk to us. It's cool, this guy has all this data, right? Which, which is awesome, which is kind of important to be aware of some of that stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, this guy isn't buying houses, all right? So that's one perspective. He has the data, but he's not buying houses. So he kind of gave his perspective. This is like a nation, nationwide type perspective. He said, I, I kind of think we're good for... Um, Another few months, at least. Who knows, right? Um, eventually, there will probably be a downturn, but but for now, we're good. You know, <laughs> so, so okay, that's like his you know conclusion. He didn't really say that directly. But that's kind of like what you what you gathered from it, right? Um, and then last night at dinner, I ate with a guy, and he's like, "Dude, we're we're in for it, man." And the realty track was like, we're good for another few months. And then, yeah, it's not going to be like last time. But, you know, it might go down a little bit of a recorrection, whatever. They had dinner with the guy last night who was just like, dude, it's going to be bad. It's going to get ugly. It's going to be horrible. And he's like, 
man, this, and then, like, blood in the street, and it was just crazy, right, and I'm like, wow, okay, so that's one perspective, right, another perspective, and then I'm running at the gym this morning with another guy, and these are all very smart, very successful guys that know what they're talking about, quote-unquote, know what they're talking about, he's like, dude, we're good, man, I think we got a five-year run, and this guy buys, he does a ton of houses, a ton of deals, so, what what is my point here? My point is like nobody really knows, guys. I've been following like economists and people who predict the markets for years and guess what? Half the time they're right, half the time they're wrong. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, like it's important to have an idea of what's going on. You know, if houses are just increasing by insane numbers year over year and the affordability isn't there and all these things are happening, right? Okay, it's good to be prepared for that. It's good to be aware that, okay, there could be a downturn here sometime, right? It's important to know those things. But the bottom line is you never really know. You never really know. No one knows. No one really knows until it's behind us, right? So, but bottom line is how do you keep safe? How do you prevent um, yourself from, from getting into trouble should something happen? So, I've talked about these things before, but I'm, I'm going to talk about them again. Every situation is different for everybody, okay? And, and I made some comments yesterday in, in the meeting. They were very profound, and everyone thought they were amazing, not just teasing. But here are the things that, that I do, okay? Um, first off, almost all the houses that I'm currently buying could be great rental properties. You know, you hear people talk about whether you should rent properties or flip properties or wholesale, and... What what's interesting is the same people that say you should have rental properties are usually the ones that are concerned about um, the people who are flipping getting in trouble. It's like, well, all I do is I flip rental properties, right? I flip houses that could be great rental properties, and so if anything ever happens with them, like if, if the market does go down, okay, I've got my great rental properties, but I've also made several million dollars on the way down, on the way there, right? Um, so that's kind of one thing I do is, you know, whenever you're buying a house. Unless you have the means to support it, if you're going to buy, fix, and flip a house, make sure that you got a good plan B. What's your plan B? Okay, could this house be a rental property? All right. Um, or you wholesale. You know, you, you can wholesale properties. That's a great hedge. But look at your personal situation, right? I mean, if you've got a million dollars in the bank, you got a million bucks that you're like, you know what? I want to take a high risk. I want to do these high-end rehabs. I'm good at them. I enjoy them. Um, okay, how much can you manage? Like, what's your what's the potential that you, in the worst case scenario, that you could lose on each house? How many of those high end houses are you going to do? You know, back when we were doing high end houses a couple years ago, that's what I would look at. I never wanted to have more than two or three at a time. It depended on uh, how much, how what was my net worth, how much money did I have, right? And that's what I would base that on. So, so number one uh, way to hedge your risk is buy houses that could be rental properties because then you're taking advantage of the great returns of flipping but you're also you have a good plan b number two is focus on something like wholesaling or maybe you do some wholesaling maybe you're like okay i'm gonna wholesale half of these houses because that eliminates my risk there and uh, the other half i'm going to flip but my risk is, is lessened because i'm offsetting that by by doing wholesaling um, and then i'm focused on houses that are less expensive or could make good rentals right if if something goes goes south number three is the financing what kind of financing are you getting you know they have they have financing where you're signing personally and then there's financing you can get that is non-recourse meaning if crap hits the fan and 
for whatever reason you can't or don't repay on those loans, you're not going to be held personally responsible. Okay, so there's two schools of thought here. I sign personally on a lot of the loans I do, especially loans that I do for um, what I call, you know, mom and pop type investors. Like if I have a, a cousin or aunt or uncle or, or a friend of my dad from working, I mean, these are all different scenarios of people that lend money to me. Um, I'm paying those people back. Like these people are counting on me for their retirement. Like I don't care. I'll sign personally. Like it doesn't matter. Like I will pay them back, period, no matter what, right? And then I have some loans with some hard money lenders, some they require you to sign personally and some don't some don't require me to sign personally um they're non-recourse loans okay uh, meaning they can't come after me personally for that so it, how are you structuring your debt how are you structuring the money that you're borrowing so you can you can have straight up talks with people you can say hey look here's the deal um and usually you want to do this with people who are are financially well off right you're not going to do this with people who are lending you their last hundred thousand dollars um but you'll say here's the deal you put up the money, uh, you can do a JV partnership, or you can do a straight-up loan. And you say, you put up the money, we'll split the profit 50-50, and, you know, you've got some good upside. If crap hits the fan, there could be some downside. But that risk is on them, right? And once again, you want to work with people who can afford to take that risk. You know, they maybe they have a couple million dollars in the bank. Uh, that's the only time you really want to structure that, that kind of financing, or if you're working with uh, a, a bank or a hard money lender who's able and willing to do that with you, then then great, then you can do that. Okay, so um, yeah, so those are the main ways, guys. Focus on buying rental properties. Focus on uh, wholesaling if you need to do that. Focus on restructuring the the financing uh, in a way that makes sense to you. Um, creative financing is another another great way that you can kind of have a hedge against that. You know, for me, one of the things I've been doing, I thought, okay. I, I want another income stream because I am buying a lot of houses. You know, actually, I have been buying less houses because there can't, I'm always mitigating my risk, always looking at my risk. Um, you know, there was a point where I was like, wow, I'm, I'm on track to buy like 200 houses this year. So I really started slowing that down. Not that I am going to continue to slow that down, but I slowed it down a little bit because it just started to get a little too much, even for me. Where I thought, ugh, I feel a little uncomfortable. Like, what if, if something really does go south here? I don't know that I could overcome a catastrophe of buying 200 houses. I don't, I don't know that I can do that, even with the, the amount of money that we've created or whatever, right? I was like, I don't want to be in that much risk, and I want to keep some of the wealth that we've created, right? So I decided to buy a few less houses, and then at the beginning of next year, we're going to pick it back up again. But something else I've also done is uh, my education business. That's why I'm so into education. Really, I'm just passionate about education. I love it altogether. It's just fun for me. Um, but it's also a hedge. It's another source of income to offset. Yeah, should crap hit the fan, right? It's it's. I could have either done wholesaling or I could have done education, and and I just enjoy the education a lot. So, all right, guys, that is it. I need to head down to start this meeting back up again. I hope you guys are are doing awesome. But the bottom line is okay. So here's the thing. Here's the big takeaway. One of the things that someone said yesterday, and I kind of disagree, is they said. Um, Sometimes you just got to know when to not to stop buying, right? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't. I don't agree with that. I think it's good to know where the market's at and and adjust to it. I don't think you ever necessarily stop buying. I just think you change the way you're buying um, as the market changes up, right? So for me, for example, another thing we've done is we've increased margins a little bit, um, and, and that's been big for us as well. So. All right, guys, that's it for today. Have a great week. Get out there, make some things happen. Oh, also, um, we have had a couple of you guys have asked if there's still 
room available in the seven-figure flipping program. Um, we do have a few spots left. Uh, we have been extra selective since there's only a few spots. We're being very careful with the last. I, I believe we have about 15 people, 14, 15, that we've kind of solidified and uh, are officially in the group. And since there's only a few spots left, we're being very selective with the people that we're taking in. Um, for the record, we are. We have kind of changed it up. I know at first I said that we'd be taking um, anyone that had the right attitude, but we've kind of decided it's it's got to be the right fit. It's got to be right for everyone. Um, so you do need to have a level of experience. You do need to have done some deals. Um, not necessarily a ton of deals, but you need to have done some deals and be in the right momentum and the right place to really grow and build in and create that seven-figure business. So once again, this is not for everyone. Don't feel bad. <laughs> I had a couple people that just didn't qualify and think they felt bad. Like, don't feel bad, right? We're all in a different place. But if, if you think you might qualify, if you think you have what it takes and you want to make 2016 the best year ever and, and work towards creating a seven-figure house flipping or wholesaling business, then go ahead and go to sevenfigureflipping.com or you can reach out to Kyle, Kyle at a houseflippinghq.com if you have any questions. And yeah, we'd be happy to consider you. So... All right, guys, that is all. Um, anything you want to do in life, you, you create it. Just get out there and make it happen. And we will talk to you next week. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource. For intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at HouseFlippingHQ.com. HouseFlippingHQ.com.